And welcome to the program. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk M840 KXNT. We welcome you to today's show, bright and early. Well, now, afternoon now, uh, Monday. Ash, how are you? Oh, I could be better. I haven't eaten lunch. Doing the show on an empty stomach. I you're know, a brave. So. You're a brave human. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, prepare yourself. <laughs> I love it. Um, I see you're eyeing Rocky a little bit. No, I would never. So, uh, with hungry eyes. I so, would never. Um, Rocky, come over here. Just stay out of the way. You never know. <laughs> um, well, great. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did. I was in Newport Beach, and it was beautiful. It was like 70s, 80s. It was nice. Ah, oh, it's been warm in California, and it's cooling down here uh, today, as you can feel, is um, is a lot um, lot chillier than uh, than it was last week. So, oh, well, I guess winter's finally here. Um, crazy news, Ash, and I'm, we're following this here on the What's Right show. Uh, news out of Waukesha: the Christmas parade uh, over the weekend. Uh, there was an attack. Uh, a, a a guy driving his car goes into the parade route, uh, and as of right now, it appears there's five dead, 40 injured, and the driver, of course, arrested and hauled off to jail as he ought to be. And I, you know, I have a, I have a couple observations about this, I, I, and you know this morning I spoke to Alan Stock about it as well. You know, one thing that, first of all, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled at how this guy, Daryl Brooks, could be accused and charged with attacking his girlfriend with his car, and he was let out days ago on a $1,000 bond. I know there's a lot of talk about bond levels and people being let out on bail, and you've, you know, we've, we've talked about this quite a bit on this program, but he's literally got accused of doing this very thing, trying to run over his girlfriend with his car, which is – you know, as an, I, I think could be easily charged as attempt murder, and he gets let out, and then all of a sudden now five dead and forty injured. What do you make of that of that bail that was set in this case? What are your thoughts on this, Ash? Well, I think Wisconsin, you know, it's up to every judge, and they do it on a case by case basis. Whereas in California, the judges all meet every year and they do a bail schedule. So if you're charged with a specific crime, you've got a specific amount of bail that the judge is looking at to apply to your case. I'm most fascinated with the fact that he was on November 5th, was charged with felony bail jumping. So he was charged with bail jumping, which means you've got bail, you fail to show up to a court hearing as a result, you know, and that's the whole problem. When you post bail, you're giving money to the court and saying, I promise because I'm so invested here that I will come back. So the fact that he was charged with already violating bail and jumping it, and then he was released again, I, I'm baffled. I have no, I, have, I don't understand how you allow that other than just, you know, oversight. Uh, I don't think it's oversight. I mean, I think that a number of jurisdictions across the country right now are being very lenient when it comes to charging offenses and and setting bail amounts. I think there's a there's a, a, a philosophy behind it, and it's it's actually tying into an, a, a a crime rate wave that is uh, effectively taking over the country, specifically jurisdictions where they are going easy 
on criminals. And that's part of the problem here. You've seen it in New York City where a number of high-profile rapes, attacks, and murders have been perpetrated by people that have been let out on bail for ridiculously low amounts. And and I understand there's there's a movement in the country and has been for a while, and we as lawyers are, con- are confronted by it regularly. But I think for a lot of people, we kind of gloss over it. It doesn't affect us. You don't see it, but you realize that there's a movement in the country to really reduce uh, bail amounts uh, and and to to have to re- you know call bail reform, right? Letting people out on no bail. And the, the, the idea here is that you, know, you, you put bail at a certain amount to ensure not just that people show up to their court hearings, but also ensure that, they're, that they are on their best behavior and really fear losing that amount of money when they're out. Bail, by the way, usually your, your bond is set. You, you can get financing for 90% of the bond and cash for 10%. So you figure a $1,000 bond effectively is a hundred bucks out of pocket. I mean, that's absurdly low. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting wasn't Kyle Rittenhouse. He was behind, he was not released on bond or bail for two and a half months. So he sat in jail for two and a half months until he was and, released. And, and by the way, his ba- bail was set at $2 million. I know. Meaning the- cash, cash in on that. Just to be clear, is 200 K who has 200 K in, in, in green, lying around, and it, it, it goes to show you, again, the punitive measures that that bail was, was set at. It was clearly set at an amount to, uh, to uh, again, to, to signal to the public and to give in to the, the mob demands that, 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 uh, that, that Kyle be, you know, be put through the ringer. Yeah, and, and then he's a bad guy, and, and that's not what bail's for. Remember, we, we talk about this on the radio when, when Henry Ruggs' crash can't, happened and he was released on $100,000 bail. Everyone was up in arms saying it was too low. But remember, bail is really designed, as we've said, it's to make sure that you return for your future court hearings in that case, but you all, the judge is also determining whether or not you are a threat or a danger to the community. And based on the charges that you were listing off earlier, I don't know how a judge looked at those charges and thought he was okay to go be released into society. To me, the and, and I, I agree, but the, 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 the to me, I look at the carnage that happened yesterday, and I I see what you know this this incredibly tragic event in in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and what I see is I see a failure of the criminal justice system to contain. A, a known criminal, and if someone will threaten the the mother of the, of his child and others and threaten them with with death and take steps right effective steps toward making that attempt charge stick and being let back out on the street, that is a failure of the system, and there are people that lost their lives as a direct consequence of this agenda. That so many of these woke politicians now are carrying out. There is a DA in LA County, uh, and 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 Ash, you know this. We both share a very close friend who is a police officer in Beverly Hills, uh, California. But LA County uh, District Attorney's Office prosecutes those crimes, and 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 Gascon, the uh, prosecutor in LA, is letting people loose 
for you know for for stuff that in the past they they'd go to jail for, and this this catch and release is not just extremely demoralizing to police officers who are apprehending criminals only to see them out you know walking out of the police station within a couple hours. It's actually inc- incredibly encouraging to those criminals, uh, and 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 there's they they see absolutely no repercussions. To committing crimes, I'm not saying that this guy didn't see a repercussion to mowing down, uh, you know, uh, basically tens of innocent people. Uh, what I'm saying is, I see here a person who should not have been out on the street, should have been uh, in jail on a much higher bond, and that this, in fact, could have been preventable, and he he could have had a longer time to get through whatever mental thing is going through his head. And we don't know yet his motive; we haven't figured all that out. But he clearly was already intent on running people over with his car. And so here he was simply given that opportunity by the very people out there elected to keep the community safe. I see this uh, as a very tragic event. It, it is a tragedy. And if we don't change things and we don't recognize that it starts with us when we go to the polls, you have to elect people that are pro law and order. And I know it sounds like it, people hate hearing it. They think of Trump sometimes and they they have that visceral reaction. But as a business owner, you need that to survive. And, and you're seeing businesses leave situations, leave communities that don't police and don't enforce the law. And, and as a result, I mean, it, it's just bad all around for communities. Now, there's a connection between what happened in Waukesha and some of the news stories this weekend about these uh, – there's, I think, two high-profile armed raids uh, in San Francisco uh, of some stores. And, uh, and I mean we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in thefts and, and property damage. So there is a connection. I want to get to that because, because the nexus between these criminal acts exists – and it all traces back to exactly what you just said, Ash. So please uh, stay with us. We've got many things to cover today. We'll also get into the Ruggs hearing that happened earlier today. Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs went to court. The judge, uh, the judge said some things, and and we'll parse that through and explain it to you because we're lawyers. We'll put those lawyer hats on and get through it all. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM eight forty KXNT. Discover hundreds of exclusive music stations for music fans, built by music fans, only on Odyssey. Find your new daily groove or weekend mood on the Odyssey app, brought to you in part by Macy's, Geico, and Coke Zero Sugar. All right, you're listening to the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 40 KXNT, a beautiful Monday in our downtown Las Vegas office here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ash, we right before the break, we were talking about these uh, the the connection, the tragedy, yeah, in, the connection between the tragedy and Waukesha, right, and then the um, the, the not tragic but but appalling raid on the Louis Vuitton store that happened over the weekend in San Francisco just off of Union Square by the way if you've you visited San Francisco you've probably walked by the store you know this is right on the corner there opposite Union Square where everyone goes if they visit the city it's long been concerned a very uh, cons- uh, been con- uh, called a very you know safe spot in the city and these raids are becoming more and more daring I know we wanted to go over that 
There have also just been all sorts of very interesting responses to Waukesha, and, and you were mentioning one of them uh, to me during the break. Um, uh, the, so, somebody had, had chimed, uh, chimed off on this and just did not, did not land, I think, as she had intended. I, I don't know how you could – I actually do think it landed how she intended. I think she said exactly what she was feeling, and, and I, I think the only thing she's sad about based on her own statements is that this is the first thing that brought anyone's attention to her Twitter feed. But no, an Illinois Democratic staffer. So she works on their social media team and handles Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. She wrote some tweets that have now, of course, since been – deleted, but she said it was probably just self-defense, you know, referencing the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and his claims for self-defense. Living in Wisconsin, he probably felt threatened. I'm sure he didn't want to hurt anyone. He came to help people. Again, you know, referencing the self-defense arguments that Kyle Rittenhouse's team put forward. And then she just says, you reap what you sow, Wisconsin. You put that bad energy out there. It came back real fast. How terrible. I mean, five lives were lost, 48, I believe, injured. Several young children are in critical condition right now. And that's your reaction is political, to make it a political statement? Well, I think the the sad thing is that she's missing is that, in fact, it's a direct consequence of not – the the Rittenhouse being declared innocent, uh, well, and not declared innocent, declared not guilty, and and uh, exonerated, but rather it's a function exactly of the kind of politics that she is likely aligned with. Right, she's a comms person for the Democratic Party, uh, handles social media for the Democratic Party in DuPage County. So this Mary Lemansky, she's forty six years old. I looked her up. She's got some kind of a side gig or main gig as a as a singer or some kind of an artist she's a nut job but this is this is mental you reap what you sow wisconsin some and then wrote someone who believes in reaping what you sow yeah like you said wisconsin put that bad energy out there it came back real fast um this is not an 18 year old it's not a college student this is a 46-year-old grown-ass adult woman. Mother of who, two. Who is – this is shameful. It's disgusting. And, and, it's, and, and the reason that she feels okay putting this out there is because in her world, it's okay to put this out there. And that's the greater, that's the greater comment. And and uh, and it and it's distasteful. And and the uh, part of the thing that frustrates me is the disconnect between the reality of what's happening in the country, and what goes on through these deranged people's minds. So, it, yes, on one hand, you've got Mary Lemansky. All she does, thankfully, is make some bad music, which she puts out on SoundCloud, and then tweets as a um, what is it uh, a, a comms person, social person for the Democratic Party in DuPage County. Worse. Far worse is when you have district attorneys elected to positions of trust and responsibility in their respective jurisdictions. We saw this, of course, in Kenosha, where the district attorney put Kyle Rittenhouse through the ringer on a case where charges should never have even been filed in the first place. And then you have district attorneys like Chesa Boudin in San Francisco 
and George Gaston, Gascon, excuse me, in L.A. County. And these people are, I mean, they're flat out, for example, flat out saying if you steal 950 bucks or less, we're, we're not going to prosecute you. Well, this is why, by the way, the Louis Vuitton store that got attacked on the Union Square, and this was, what, two days ago, it literally got, gets attacked. There's, they, they mentioned that there's 60 people that ran, and it was an organized raid. But, but the, there's, there's a common sense explanation here. The criminals are not stupid. If you tell them 950 bucks or less, you're not going to get charged with a felony. Okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to grab 59 of your friends, and each of you is going to steal under 1000 bucks. That's what you do. This is idiotic. This literally is mind-blowingly idiotic what these politicians are doing under the guise of being caring, under the guise of being socially uh, aware and thoughtful. Their pretension at empathy is creating death, destruction, and mayhem everywhere. And you and I, our kids, our friends, our parents, hell, our dogs are not safe in these jurisdictions that are being controlled by these bat nuts, crazy Democrats. I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I saw all the, the, the articles of these shopliftings, and it reminded me of a trip I had up there about a year ago. No, not a year ago, pre-COVID. So 20, yeah, it was 2019. Oh, wow, that was a little while ago. But I was just walking right there by that Louis Vuitton, and next thing you know, someone's window gets smashed in on their vehicle, and someone just reached in and grabbed a book bag. Do you, I mean, and the cops just looked at it and were like, eh. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not pursuing that guy. I'm not going to investigate it because, and the reason I'm not doing that legwork or that effort is because even if I do, I, what do I do with that paperwork? What do I do with that police report? I submit it to my local district attorney's office and put it on a prosecutor's desk and hope that they do the right thing and prosecute this however they can. But right now, as you're pointing out, our legislators crippled prosecutors in the sense that they can't prosecute these for what they're worth. And even if they could, they're misdemeanors now. And so prosecutors are just shuffling them out the door anyways. And so it has this terrible trickle down effect where everyone's just kind of shrugging their shoulders like, eh except for the thieves. The thieves are just running around with trash bags going through the aisles of Walgreens and CVS and just plucking all the things that they'd like to put in their bag up till their price is right, $950, and then they leave and they go sell it. And And these aren't... AOC had a quote that, you know, these are the, the starving mothers that are stealing baby food for their kids. They're, that's what not what's happening here. These are professionals. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, no... Um they are, uh, and I know we got to take a quick break here, but, uh, but th- this isn't even the legislatures. These are district attorneys making decisions on their own uh, to not prosecute crimes, uh, and they're taking actually a law and order out of the hands of politicians and putting it in their own. It's despicable, and it's resulting in loss of life, as we saw in Waukesha, and it has to stop. All right, you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on Newstalk AM840 KXNT. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. 
You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. For your listening pleasure, each day, 2 to 3 p.m., talking about, well, current events, uh, our legal take on those uh, current events, dissecting and wading through the insanity that is today's world. By the way, a lot of times we will get at things uh, we'll get at things before they actually hit and become talked about and discussed. Uh, one of those things, we started out the hour uh, right at 2 o'clock talking about Waukesha Christmas Parade, the attack that happened, the, the driver there, Daryl Brooks, um, talking about, about how he was just let out on a ridiculously low bail, $1,000. The New York Post, minutes ago, just put out a news story on this exact topic. The uh, headline of it is Waukesha Christmas Parade Attack Suspect was out on, quote, inappropriately low, close quote, bond, DA admits. Uh, the, I guess he, yeah, he was arrested basically for attempted murder, tried to run over his girlfriend. Uh, this is Daryl Brooks, who's 39 years old, who's been charged with five counts of intentional homicide over this intentional deadly crash drove through in the basically the entire length of the parade uh, aiming deliberately seeking out victims to run over and uh, the da now is admitting that the thousand dollars cash bail at the time of sunday's tragedy was probably not a good idea uh this is after brooks had allegedly punched the mother of his child and purposefully ran her over with his vehicle at a milwaukee gas station so the DA right now, blood on his hands. Look, there's plenty of good district attorneys out there. Uh, this week it might seem like, or this past week and now, that we're ragging a lot on DAs. But look, you've got a responsibility as a district attorney. It's to charge and get off the streets bad people and not charge people who are factually innocent. It's not that hard. But it seems for whatever reason, Wisconsin's got a problem charging people who should never be charged, a.k.a. Kyle Rittenhouse, and then not being able to keep in jail dangerous felons like Brooks, uh, who really shouldn't have been out and about. Uh, and, and this, you know, by the way, if you think that these two are not closely connected, he tried to run over his, I guess, baby mama, for lack of a better word, on November 2nd. That was 20 days ago. This guy should still be sitting in jail or at least have a higher bond that would have required, you know, we would have given him some amount of reflection on his situation in life. So this, this is very troubling. And, um, and I think the right questions are starting to be, are starting to be asked. And you'll, you'll hear us often take the lead on these things. We're, we're fascinated by it and, and it will follow the story closely uh, as it develops. Uh, so thank you. Um, uh, thank you for listening to this because this is this is really really important. We cannot let, by the way, as we have a race for district attorney here in Las Vegas, we cannot become a city like Waukesha. We can't become a city like San Francisco and like Los Angeles that lets felons off easy and puts people back on the street. The New York Post ran an article about this that thieves now mock the rule of law in progressive cities like San Francisco. And it's, uh, you know, it's catch and release. It's 950 bucks. They don't charge you if you steal something. So you've got 
video of people rolling into Walgreens, rolling into CVS, you know, grabbing what they can off of shelves, and they know there's going to be no repercussion. It's very frustrating. Yeah, and I'm reading this New York Post article that came out where the Milwaukee County DA is acknowledging it was too, the bail was too low. And one thing, you know, look to what's going on here in Vegas, the Henry Ruggs case. He's out on a $100,000 bail for his, his crash that he caused driving while under the influence of alcohol resulted in the death of Tina Tintor. And he's on house arrest. One of the conditions of his bail is that he can't leave his home. And this guy that committed the tragedy in Wakusha, how do you say it, Wakesha? He is out on, yeah, Wakesha. Wakesha. Yeah, I don't know, but he's out, he used a vehicle as a weapon in the first act, and he's released on a $1,000 cash bail at that time after also obstructing an officer, recklessly endangering safety. It's just this is really, really appalling, and I'm curious to see. They said they're going to do an internal investigation. I'm curious to see how many other situations like this exist, not just there, but even here. We have to be careful about it. Um, I, yeah, it, it's. I, I think that's lip service. I think the DA knows that uh, that that this kind of thing happens all the time. That violent criminals are being let out for, with slaps on the wrist. That it's all done under the guise of being woke and being, you know, being sensitive to racial disparity. And by the way, that's one of the things that, you know, I I had a chance to talk to Alan about this morning, Ash, is that, you know, I, I, I think we still do not know his motives. If I had to guess... I don't want to guess, but if I had to guess, I would say he's he's just mentally ill. I mean, he's not a he's not a well guy. Um, but I but regardless, there 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 have been no in every news story that I've seen. You know, the the stories are. I give you an exam, example of a few of the headlines I saw: car plows through Waukesha parade. I mean, it doesn't even identify in that in that headline a perpetrator. Another one, driver suspected of driving into Christmas parade, does not give any kind of a, a motive. We don't know the motive yet, and you know why? Because the investigation isn't freaking done yet, you know, which is the way the media ought to have handled the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. They didn't know. The prosecutor, but when the prosecutor was filing charges against Rittenhouse and putting his a money money in jail. He didn't even run through all the witness statements yet. He did not know there was a rush to judgment. So I'm all for, when it comes to Daryl Brooks, not rushing to any kind of judgment. Let's see what the investigation bears out. Let's see how he's doing. Let's see what his motives are. They'll go through his phone. They'll go through his email. They'll go through all his stupid videos that he put online including one very disturbing one I saw a few minutes before the show began. I haven't even had time to digest it. Something about him here in Vegas trafficking a 16-year-old girl and complaining how his baby mama set him up for it. I mean, this guy's a sick, sick, sick puppy. These are his words, right, complaining that he's, you know, being set up on this. Okay, sure. So there's more that's going to come out about this guy, but regardless – let the investigation bear it out. Let let but I, the the fact that we began from candidate Joe Biden on down talking about Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist hours after 
the, the, the shootings occurred, that boils my it – just, it, it just really rankles me. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is really frustrating. And, you know, I we talked about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and prosecution, all of that leading up to it in the same context. Remember the Duke lacrosse case? And that I think that was maybe the first instance where the media was online and it was basically whoever was the first to publish a headline could get a story out and get traction. And so it's this rush on the media and, and they're just as much to blame as as law enforcement and prosecutors in this whole web of dysfunction is the media has to, as you pointed out, all these various headlines, they have to accurately report these things. And our politicians can't wade into it. It can't be justice with a specific end in mind. You You can't pinhole you can't have a square hole and jam a round peg through we've learned that for as a kid in preschool but right now we're all trying to do it i've got these ideals and my moral beliefs but i'm going to jam whatever facts i have to fit through it and that's it's not fair that's not what's right and that's it's not how our justice system is supposed to work and that's why we're seeing all these failures here you know the rittenhouse prosecution this guy being really the guy who drove his car through the wakesha Christmas parade being released on unreasonably low bail and all the the string of thieves running through San Francisco and having a field day. It's not all unrelated. They all are related. And it's based on this woke culture of feelings over facts and justice. Yeah, no, I I know we agree on this. I'll say this about the about the reporting side of it. You know, as it whereas CNN literally within a day was reporting that Kyle Rittenhouse was a was a, a, a white supremacist here you did not see with Daryl Brooks and mind you this attack occurred within days a couple days of the Rittenhouse verdict in Wisconsin right same state mm-hmm. happened perpetrated by a dude that has F Donald Trump videos, F the pigs, referring to the police, videos on his YouTube channel, okay? Fine. You've, you've, this is the guy, right? We know a lot about him. You did not see, none of us saw Fox News get up and call him a black supremacist. And I think, and in this particular sense, I, I'm, I am very hesitant to call, you know, to say, well, sometimes they go one direction and then other times those other guys go the other direction. No, no, CNN is what they're they, the the and and you've you had a great point. Number of times talked to me about how TMZ holds off on publishing stories until they have all their sources and ducks in a row. Uh, and, and it's ironic because you know TMZ is considered a very lowbrow in this in the greater media environment. No, you know lowbrow is really CNN. They are the ones who rush out there with BS, uncorroborated, it's, you know, sub, uh, unsubstantiated allegations that they present as fact, and it and it creates and then it, and then it creates an enormous. Um, a series of consequences that 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 then you know we have to pay for as a community. So I I think you know that's a part of the story that I'm glad that we're holding off on Daryl Brooks and figuring out what why he did what he did. 
because it could very well be just a mental guy who was out to create mayhem and had no particular political purpose. Just like Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself and had no racial animus uh, at the time of those events. Okay, when we come back, by the way, Ash, do we have a uh, Sammy on the spot today? I might. I just might. Fantastic. That is the time in the show when Ashley springs something on me, and then I have to react to it quickly. I cannot wait. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after a short break. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM840 KXNT. Make your mornings right. Glenn Beck at 6, Vegas at 8 with Alan Stock, and Dana at 9. Breaking news, thought starters, and opinions for Southern Nevada. News Talk 840 KXNT. Stay connected. Salmonash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Salmonash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SalmonashLaw.com because you deserve what's right. All right, you have found the spot to be between 2 and 3 here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. That's right, the What's Right show with Sam and Ash, your two favorite Las Vegas attorneys, live and local each day at this time. If you've missed any portion of the show, Ash, what do I do? You'd go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us there and catch any portion of today's show or past shows, and they're all fun. They're all fun, and they're all there for your listening pleasure. Excellent. So a bit of sad news over the weekend here locally in Las Vegas. The owner and CEO of Lee's Discount Liquor, Kenny Lee, uh, we found out passed away from a car crash uh, near El Dorado. Uh, The crash happened uh, in the morning on Friday on US 93 at mile marker 24 between Eli and West Wendover. That's uh, near Utah. Uh, and uh, no idea really what the cause was of the accident. I read somewhere that impairment was not suspected. Just a very sad story, uh, and a reminder, I, I, I did read that um, apparently, according to reports, Lee was not wearing a seatbelt uh, and was ejected from the vehicle. You know, It's just so imperative uh, when we're out on the roads to, to buckle up and be safe um, at all times because you never know when something's going to go wrong. Yeah, and you mentioned the seatbelt. We always talk about, you know, we have Andrew Bennett on with zero fatalities. We talk about you know, distracted driving and driving, making sure you're sober and keeping speed down. But this is also one of those fundamental things that we have to, you know, we still have to talk about and be reminded that you have to wear a seatbelt. And again, even though it was 1025 in the morning when this happened, people are tired. You look at your phone, you get distracted and you swerve into the wrong lane. It's just, we forget and we take for granted the operation of our vehicles. And it's so, so critical that we realize how, how much danger can happen and how fragile life is. And this is another sad story for our community here in Las Vegas. It's, and, it's absolutely true. I'm just, one last thing is just that Lee was, and we've, we've talked about the sash. I mean, this is a guy his whole family, they're so charitable and giving in this community. Um, him and his father, the, the father started the business, and, and they've had a foundation that's benefited so many in our in our town. Um, so just really a, a sad story and a, and a great loss uh, for Las Vegas. Yeah, it really is. And, and that ties into our other story, you know, Henry Ruggs. 
here in Las Vegas, the former Raider who is on charges for driving while in, under the influence of alcohol resulting in death, along with some other significant felony charges related to that DUI crash. Uh, he was ordered to remember to reappear before the judge last week, and today was that day. Do you have the results of that, Sam? Well, yeah, the hearing happened earlier today uh, with uh, the Judge uh, Bauckham, who's a really a no-nonsense judge, uh, and uh, it all had to do with his alcohol measuring. Uh, normally, when you're given alcohol restrictions by the court, you're, you're given an active monitor that's uh, like a bracelet, and it just takes uh, tests uh, whenever it takes tests at, you know, at random, and, and you don't control it. Now, because he had an injury, apparently, might have had some kind of boot or a cast on his leg, he couldn't have that. So he had a handheld device, which missed a screening, and there was a lot of talk about that last week of what this would result in. The judge did exactly, Ash, what you predicted would happen. The judge said, look, you're going to wear the ankle monitor. You're no different. You're no, it's no better or no worse for you than if you were a regular run-of-the-mill defendant. Uh, you know, we were with this. So she basically said, look, you're going to you're going to have now you can have this uh, this this 24 uh, seven monitor and that should uh, prevent a problem like this happening. And uh, and that's it. So the meeting, the 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 uh, hearing ended and um, and rugs now is going to have to wear his uh, his new alcohol monitoring device that will take a measurement every 30 minutes. Yeah, and remember previously he was not allowed to, he wasn't able to wear that device because of the injuries he had sustained in the the actual crash. Um, So hopefully he keeps it all buttoned up, he stays on house arrest and follows all the other terms so we don't have to hear more of this and we can just see the case play out and hear where it heads. I think it's time in the show for the Sammy in the Spot. What are you thinking? I Anything else you missed no, or you want to go no, over? No, no you're ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Okay. Well, Not I'm... with your car, please. <laughs> um, so this year, since it's Thanksgiving week, I decided to pull the headline that Target stores have decided to permanently remain closed on Thanksgiving Day. I think last year was the first year they did it due to the pandemic. They closed, allowed people to stay at home with their families, and they've now decided that they will continue with that tradition moving forward. What are your thoughts? Are you a Black Friday guy? Or are you? How, how do you play out on this? The idea – well, so when it comes to Black Friday, the entire idea of camping out the night before in front of a store to get a good deal – is totally over my head. Now, but I you've know done it. people. You've what? done it. Haven't you done it? You did no. it for, not no. maybe not on black. You didn't do it for no, an iPhone? No, no, no. For the first, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I went out there, okay, I went out to there like the morning of the release. So the release was happening at, call it five or six or whatever it was. And I went out at like 10. The, that was 2007, June 29th, 2007. <laughs> it was also my birthday. And it was, you know, I, I played hooky from work to get the very first iPhone that, that ever came out. Was that worth it? Yes. Great camaraderie. And like, but they didn't bring a tent. They didn't bring like a little, you know, Coleman cooktop to, to make myself two, two, three meals. Amateur. Wait, no. So do I like the idea of Thanksgiving being, of Thanksgiving being a, a holiday where people can spend time with their families? I do. I think every store can decide for itself and i think what they're what a lot of these stores are realizing is that the deals are online and 
and and the 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 concept in some respects of Black Friday is a is a little outdated. I mean, it's not. It, 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 there's places people can go for the experience, and and again, I know people near and dear to me that love it. They love going out there and getting the deal, and it's kind of like camping. It's part of the tradition for the holidays for them. Yeah, <laughs> in an urban setting. Uh, but, you know, there's plenty of that camping you can do uh, right here in Vegas, other places, year-round, uh, right downtown. For example, I was going to the courthouse. <laughs> um, yeah, the courthouse. <laughs> so it, I, I, I'm, I'm totally open to this. Okay. I like it. There you it. go. That's it. I think it's great. Uh, so I'm told, I'm, is that it? That's our a whole show just went, uh, went by like that super fast. Great. We'll see you here next time. I mean, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Talk to you later.